Business, lifestyle, social media, powerful woman. Do any of these words interest you? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Behind the Girl Boss podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the place where you can learn about powerful business women who are thriving in whatever they do. Get your notebooks ready and let's get learning. Hello, everyone. What is up? And welcome back to yet another episode of Behind the Girl Boss. Hello, what's up? How y'all doing? Hope you're doing well. I literally have been scrolling through Pinterest for the past like 45 minutes. Um, It is literally just my safe space. Like, I don't know. There's just something about Pinterest and like creating boards and like looking at all these cute things. Like, I don't know. I'm just obsessed. I love it. And I don't know. There's just like a lot of cute things on here and it makes me happy and my mind escapes, but that's besides the point of anything. Um, I wanted to, well, I didn't want to, I'm going, well, I want to, okay, let's restart that. I'm going to tell you guys the journal prompt of the day. Um, I'm excited. This one I found on Pinterest. That's why I've been scrolling on it and it's kind of like a mind dump kind of journal prompt. So this is what the journal prompt is. It says, write down anything you want. Some ideas are everything that happened this week, the highs, the lows, the events that you've had, the situations, what you want what you want to improve on and what you've learned. So I know this is coming out on a Monday. So I would either reflect on the past or if you're not listening to this on Monday and you want to do like, if you're not listening to this on Monday, literally write about the day that you had. Or if you want to use this journal prompt for a future day like on friday just mind dumping sometimes is so important and there's always like so many things flowing through our minds and there's so many thoughts emotions everything within our minds that sometimes we just got to get out or they're just going to live there and eat at us so i think writing down everything that you possibly can about whatever situation you want to talk about is crucial and then talk about how you want to improve on this given situation or improve on this given, I don't know, event or whatever it may be and what you've learned from said event or said situation. So that is the journal prompt of the week and I hope you guys enjoy that. So with that being said, today's episode is really exciting. I've wanted to talk to Vanessa for so long. So on the podcast, I had Vanessa Petarelli. I hope that is how you say her name. I had Vanessa on the podcast and Vanessa is actually from Montreal also and we go to the same school. We've never met formally in person yet so that will be exciting for whenever that day comes but Vanessa is a I would say fashion blogger fashion lifestyle blogger um she had her kind of breakthrough on TikTok so right now on TikTok let me check how much she has so right now on TikTok she has a little over 21,000 followers and on Instagram she has over 11,000 and it's just so cool to see someone from your own city like doing what they want to do and like seeing them grow and everything like that so i had vanessa on the podcast we talked all about going to school in montreal specifically what it's like living in montreal what it's like being a marketing major any jobs that she has in mind that she wants to do then we talked about her content creation journey she only started about two years ago so to see the growth so far is really cool and i mean i followed her on i think instagram when she had like 5,000 followers. So to see the growth from 5,000 to 11,000 has been really cool. And then we spoke all about manifestation because she, like myself, is also into manifestation. So it was a really fun conversation and I'm sure you guys are going to love it. So with that being said, let's just jump right into today's episode. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today I have Vanessa with us. So hi, Vanessa. Hi. 
Thanks so much for coming on. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Yeah, sure. So my name is Vanessa. I'm 22 years old. Um, I'm a marketing major with a minor in psychology, currently at Concordia. It's my last semester. And I also do content creation on the side. So it's like a little part-time job. Love that. Um, so before we kind of jump into the whole conversation we're going to have today, um, I like to do a little hot seat segment to kind of just break the ice and know little fun facts about you. So the first one is, what is your go-to coffee order? I love vanilla oat milk lattes. I Same. Just, yeah, that's my go-to. It's like so basic, <laughs> but so time. good. It is. It is. But it's just, it's basic for a reason. So I just have to order exactly. it every time. Exactly. No, I feel that. Um, the next one is, where is your dream travel destination? Anywhere in Europe. I am planning a trip currently. So I'd love to go to Italy, Portugal, Greece, anywhere. That sounds anywhere fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like all the content, because like you also like fashion. So I feel like like that's the place to be like for all content wise. 100%. I, yeah, I'm so excited for all the content I'm going to produce right now in Canada too. It's just, it's not fun with the winter. So I really need a hot place yeah. to just, you know, rest for a bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, And the last one is, what is a TV show you can rewatch over and over and never get tired of? Oh my God. Gilmore Girls is my top favorite show of all time. Like I talk about it so often with my friends. It's just, I never get tired of it. I honestly watch it every single day after dinner. It's just something that I got used to. I think I've seen it like over 25 times. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. I'm, <laughs> I think I watched the show. first season. Maybe I should try okay. again because I never got past yeah, no. the first season. It's more of like a lifestyle. Like you just get involved with all the characters and they mm-hmm. just become like your friends. It's, it's so fun. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to retry again because I always watch, the, <laughs> yeah, I, I watch the same shows over and over and like in the back of my head, I'm like, hey, I need to start a new show. Like I need to start something new. But then I yeah. always resort to the same things that I watch all the time. Like it's like a comfort but see, place. I, I do don't the know. same thing. And that's me with Gilmore Girls. So I think everyone needs at least one or two comfort shows and then they can experiment mm-hmm. with different shows. That's what For I For sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Okay. So I split the podcast into sections. So we're going to start off with college life and living in Canada. Um, your okay. career path and content creation and then go to like manifestation perfect so you kind of already spoke about this a bit but where do you currently go to college and what's your major yeah so I'm currently at Concordia um, in Montreal and I'm studying marketing a marketing major with a minor in psychology um, and it's my last semester so I'm graduating in April which I'm really excited about but also nervous <laughs> so graduating I'm graduating in April program. too Oh my God, it's so exciting. It's so scary thinking about it Mm -hmm. because I don't know. I feel like with COVID too, it just rushed everything. So I feel like I'm younger than what I, what I actually am, Mm -hmm. but I'm excited. And I feel like, I feel like half the time I'm like, I haven't been in university just because everything's been from home. It's like, not like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I haven't been there. It doesn't feel real. Yeah. It doesn't feel real. Like it doesn't feel like you earned it kind of thing because you Mm -hmm. feel like you're stuck in 2020. That's where I am in my mind, but you get used to it. I'm still excited, but (laughs) yeah, it's exciting and nerve wracking all at the same time. For sure. For sure. Um, so how would you describe your university experience so far? I really loved it. Obviously it was a bit unconventional because of COVID, but, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I also had a lot of opportunities to grow in terms of my career and my passions with COVID because of online school gave me more time. So there's pros and cons. Um, but I definitely made a lot of friends and actually the majority of my friends I made was during COVID times and I made them online. So I feel like it did help in a way. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I personally really loved it. I think I grew a lot over these four years and I definitely am not the same person I was when I left CJEP. So I think it's just a really great opportunity to find out what you want to do with your life. Um, take it easy, have fun, um, meet new people. So overall, um, I think it was a really great experience and I'm going to miss it a lot. Yeah. So when you like first started, was it like, was it what you were expecting? Because for myself, like watching a lot of TV shows and stuff, the portrayal is usually more close to like what happens in the States. Um, So it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. What about you? (laughs) I totally get that. And I really wanted to go to a school in the States as well, just for Mm -hmm. the college experience. I think everyone secretly wants that. Um, So it definitely wasn't what was I, what I was expecting in terms of, you know, what I see in the media, but I think it was still a good experience overall. Sometimes I would mm-hmm. go to football games to have that same experience, yeah. or, you know, do little activities. So I think you just have to push yourself out of your comfort zone and go to, um, you know, school activities. But overall, I think everything in TV shows, the movies, it's always exaggerated. So it's yeah. never going to be exactly what it is. So I think you kind of just have to find happiness within yourself and make it your own. But uh, overall, no, I think it, I think it was uh, better than I, what I expected, actually. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so what kind of jobs can you do post-grad with the major that you chose? There's so many different options, especially because I'm minoring in psychology. Um, I feel like that also opens up career options. Um, but I know a lot of people who work in PR or marketing agencies, social media is a big one. Um, but you can really do anything. I feel like nowadays too, it doesn't matter so much as what your major is. Um, it's more the qualities you have, the experience you have, uh, what you're willing, um, to work for. So, um, I think the opportunities are endless. I know a lot of people who are in marketing and they're working at a communications company or they're working at an aviation company. So I think there's like a huge overview of jobs you can, you can have. So, but I think when the majority of people who are in marketing, they tend to go to, you know, PR communication. Or, yeah. So I feel like that's the most conventional option because it, it aligns with what we're studying. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a dream job like that you've always wanted to do? I mean, content creation is for sure my dream mm-hmm. job, but I mean, I wouldn't mind working for a PR agency too, basically doing what I'm doing now, but for someone else. So for another brand, that'd be super fun. Um, but I think the goal in life, is just to be, you know, an entrepreneur. And I would love to have a business of some sort, whether that be a fashion line or I'm not sure yet, but um, I think that would be my top goal just to work for myself, basically, no mm-hmm. matter what domain that is. That'd be fun. Um, so what would you like kind of explain living in Canada is like specifically Montreal? So Montreal is a great city to live in. Personally, I love it. Um, there's a huge amount of culture. So, so many fun experiences, great food, lots of different people, communities. So I really love it. Obviously with the winter, it is, you know, especially being a content creator, it's hard in shooting in the winter. So um, there's pros and cons with four seasons, but overall, I really like it. I think it's a really diverse city and I have a lot of fun. The only thing is I don't live downtown, so I'm not always in the central part of the city. Yeah. So I feel like people who are living in the suburbs, it's not the same experience. You have to understand that, obviously. But um, I always try to go into the city as much as I can, especially with school. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's fun. Yeah, no, I feel that, too, because I don't live. I like live like 15, 20 minutes from downtown. Um, okay. I live closer, closer to I Loyola. <laughs> yeah, I live closer to okay, Loyola. Well, that's and that's where all my classes are. I don't have any downtown. Yeah. 
So I haven't been downtown in like months and like, oh my God. Yeah. And I've like been trying to find reasons to go, especially now I can go because like cafes are like open and stuff. So I can actually sit somewhere. But like yeah. when everything was closed, I was like, there's nothing to do there's here. There's nothing to do. Yeah. And you have to like, I usually drive downtown or sometimes mm-hmm. I take the metro, it really depends. But I always drive somewhere and then go downtown because it just, it's not worth it. I live so far, it's like public transport, it's a mess. So even paying for parking, like it's a whole ordeal. So I feel like you have to have a purpose for going downtown, yeah. yes. especially in the winter. So studying is a great, is a great option. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I love being downtown. I feel like I have to go at least once a week. But now with school being back in person, I go three times a week, which is good. Gets me out of my house. So yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, but I love being downtown in the heart of the city, the plateau, just all around. Yeah, so pretty. Um, So when did you first start creating content and what was your kind of like reason behind starting? So I started January 2020, which feels like a while ago, but it was only two years ago. And I think like everyone else, I started because I loved it. I was passionate about Mm -hmm. it. I needed a hobby to do. And I was at a really rough stage in my life mentally. So I just needed an escape. So that's why I started it. But I knew I always loved social media. I would post on it regularly anyways, but I think I took it more seriously in terms of I'm going to post every day. I'm going to reach out to brands. So I took it more as a career option, I guess. But then I think maybe in 2021, opportunities started to come in more and I treated it more as an actual career. Um, Mm -hmm. 2020 was really the beginning. So that's pretty much why I started it. Um, I knew I wanted to work in social media further down the line as well. I just didn't know how to start. I think everyone is in the same position. I thought I would do YouTube or I don't know what media I wanted to start on. So I did Instagram and then I kind of expanded to TikTok and that's where I am now. But yeah, it definitely, it took a while. I feel like it was a slow start. (laughs) No, I feel that. I I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I've been doing YouTube for like six years and I'm still like almost at the 10K mark, but like, yeah, I think like people don't realize that it doesn't happen overnight for everyone. Like, no, at all. Like, it's hard and you have to put like a lot of effort and like consistency into it. But people just think like, oh, you take a picture and you post it and like that's all you do. But there's so much like behind the scenes that like no one sees. And it's like actually so really much. hard. It's so much work. It is a full time job. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I, this is my full time job right now, even though I'm not getting the salary of a full time job. Like, that, and that's what, people don't realize too, it's an investment. The same thing as starting your own business, any entrepreneur, you're not um, getting the rewards right away. So it's basically all work until it pays Mm -hmm. off like five years down the line. So it's worth it because you're passionate about it. Hopefully you have to go into the business if you are passionate about it. Um, But it it doesn't come overnight. I mean, maybe for some people it does. Some people are luckier. And, you know, I've seen people hit zero to 1 million followers overnight. So it really depends on your situation. So I'm not saying you can't do it, but for the majority of content creators, it's like a daily task that you just, you know, keep getting better at, but it's mm-hmm. definitely a journey. A lot of yeah, <laughs> for sure. How, um, like, how would you say um, your content has evolved since like 2020 to now? I feel like in 2020, I was just posting random stuff. Like I archive so many of my posts mm-hmm. because they were a little embarrassing. I'm not going to lie, but um, it's it's part of the process though. I feel like no one's going to produce amazing content the first day. Um, so, which I'm really grateful for because I feel like that's how you grow. Like you don't know what you want until you start posting and you start yeah. sharing your life. 
Um, so I feel like I kind of figured out what my niche was. So I really love fashion, but I would post um, fashion, lifestyle, food. It was a mix of everything. So I think I, I niched down to fashion and lifestyle, which was good. And then also I feel like I express my personality better today. Whereas two years ago, no one really knew who I was. It was just random pictures on the internet. There wasn't really a voice behind mm -hmm. what I was posting. Um, so I think I, I'm doing a better job at sharing my personality and more details of my life to kind of give a personality behind the screen. I think that's what I'm doing better. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a constant process. I'm still not where I want to be. I feel like it's always evolving, right? Yeah. So. But I think like what you're saying is um, like when I watch your content, it's relatable to me. And I think that's a big factor in like content creation now is like being able to relate to someone because I still watch people like Emma Chamberlain. Like I can't relate to her oh, in like many too. aspects, but it's fun to watch. But I feel like there's a different type of connection with someone when like you can relate to like the stuff they're talking about. And I think that's what like draws people to certain creators. That's so true. And I, I try my best to be relatable, but at the same time, when you don't try, I feel like that's when you are relatable, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So recently, I've not, not that I haven't been trying, I put work into my videos and my content, but I just do what feels good to me. And I kind of just let it happen. I feel like overthinking things really makes it harder to grow and harder to just feel confident when you're posting. So I think when you feel, you know, proud of what you're posting, that's when you become more attractive to people because you're confident in, in your own content. Um, and I also wanted to start doing social media because I feel like there weren't a lot of Canadian content creators, mm -hmm. specifically Montreal content creators. Like, I feel like when I would watch videos, like you said, I had no relation to their life, like living in LA, you yeah. know, being a YouTuber, like that wasn't me. So I feel like um, there definitely needs to be, you know, more content creators that um, every niche of group can understand and relate their experiences to. So that's fun. And that's why I love doing it too. Yeah, for sure. So what would you say has been the biggest challenge like you face so far as a content creator? There's so many. Um, <laughs> I think overall, the biggest challenge is kind of believing in yourself and keep mm -hmm. persisting because I swear people don't realize how hard it is. You're basically in this game by yourself. And I mean, I obviously don't have a team. Some people do have teams when, yeah. they're, you know, when they're larger, but it's just me. So I feel like just shooting your own content, planning, editing, which obviously you're aware of too in your different streams of media, it's a lot of work. And also balancing other jobs, um, school, it's definitely a full-time job. And also just dealing with finances, taxes, like mm -hmm. dealing with brand deals. I had no idea how much work was going to go into this. Like I need to start thinking about accountants. It's really a lot. So I feel like it's it's just a, it's a full-time job that goes into every part of your life. So it's always, it's like a 24-7 work yeah. experience that you have to constantly get used to um, which is totally fine I love it but obviously if you have other things on the side other work uh, school um, it's a lot of work but mm -hmm. yeah I think that's that's the main thing I, I took away talking about the fact that it's like a constant like you're doing it all the time how do you kind of make sure that you take time for yourself to like not be like I know it's so hard because I'm on social media like all the time and it's like really bad yeah. so how do you kind of like make sure that you have kind of like space for yourself to do something that's not on social media and like protecting your mental health at the same time this is a very good question I've been <laughs> working on it because I swear I haven't been doing this but recently I've become more aware of it and I'm like okay Vanessa this is not okay like 
we're not doing like you need to take time away from it like anyone does Mm -hmm. in any work you know you have your nine to five you step away and you you can't do work at home like you really need to take that time for yourself so um I feel like the way I have been doing it I don't go on social media for leisure like when I go on social media it's just for work where I've been trying to do it like that so Mm -hmm. I feel like that makes it easier because then I can kind of clock out and check out and I'm not staying on Instagram just scrolling through um, sometimes I have trouble on TikTok because you do kind of have to scroll a bit to just know the trends and what's going on. Yeah. So I feel like it's a mix of both, but um, I try not to use it as much for leisure. Um, and then my leisure activities, I journal. I feel like journaling has helped me so much because it just calms me down. I watch a lot of TV too. Like I love Gilmore Girls, Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. I just like binging shows. So I feel like that's a relief. I've been trying to get back into reading too. Um, and also just spending time outdoors, like just doing activities that doesn't even involve me being on any type of you know social media so I've been skating recently for outdoor activities it's hard in the winter but been trying to yeah I've been trying to find other hobbies that are not just social media because it definitely gets to you as you Mm -hmm. know too it's a lot yeah for sure so on the flip side what would you say has been the most rewarding part about being a content creator I love just talking to people like I feel like I've always loved connecting with people and just sharing experiences and just having friends through social media is the most fun and rewarding Mm -hmm. thing I don't know I think that's the best thing for me I just like uh, being able to you know hopefully inspire other people or even if it's just a conversation someone asks me where my sweater's from I just really like that feeling because it feels like um, I'm just making friends everywhere I go so I really like that And it's just building a community where you guys can help and support each other. So that's really fun to me. I guess another aspect would just be being creative. Like that is one of my passions, fashion, lifestyle, just sharing my life. I've always loved it. So I think that just really fulfills me. And that what that's what makes makes me keep going every day, basically. So I think a mixture of those two. Mm-hmm, for sure. So how do you go about planning your content and making sure you always have stuff to post? Like we said, like we're both in school, so it's not it's not the easiest. So how do you do that? Do you ever like batch content? So I always batch you content, which I know is very controversial, but I find it easier because I'm less stressed every day. Like mm-hmm. it would be worse for me to go out every day and shoot content. Because first of all, I feel like a lot of people don't realize like who's taking your pictures. I don't have someone like I don't have a personal assistant to just wait Mm -hmm. on me at every move and take my pictures for me. Sometimes I'll ask my mom, but it really it's just easier batch shooting content because I'm very picky with my locations and the pictures and I just won't accept everything. So I would rather put that pressure on another content creator so it doesn't ruin the relationships I have in real life. You know, like I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a lot of stress which I totally get. I'm always stressed. So you know what? I don't need to put that stress on my family members. So once a week, um, I batch you content with uh, another content creator. I have like two really close content creator friends that I shoot once a week with. And then we plan our location um, and we get everything done. We do like three or four looks depending on the day. With winter now, it's harder. So we're trying to find indoor locations because it's so cold and minus 30 weather. But uh, that's what I've been doing. And then every day or every two days, I can post something. And it just makes it easier on you. I feel like mm-hmm. it's way less stressful. So that's what I've been doing. Have you ever tried to do like tripod pictures? Because I feel like so many people are doing that and it literally gives me anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So when I first started, I only did tripod pictures. I was so embarrassed. So I still am sometimes. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, I didn't want anyone to know what I was doing. Like I was so in my shell. 
so I would bring my tripod everywhere but obviously I didn't really know what I was doing like tripod pictures are hard just because you Mm -hmm. really do need good lighting in a good location and yeah so you're doing everything by yourself so the lighting is the main issue um and all my pictures would be so bad because I didn't know what I was doing but at least I was getting content so there you go everyone has to start somewhere um but recently I haven't been using tripod pictures sometimes I do use it if I'm shooting in my house or if I'm yeah it's pretty much just my house I don't even know when the last time I took tripod pictures was because now I have friends for that um Mm -hmm. and I'm very picky so I think that's why I don't use tripod pictures because it's it's a lot to (laughs) take pictures on the street with people watching you yeah um especially in Montreal I don't know why everyone stares at us I but know, I like they just stop. So they stop. Stares. They don't even just they stare. Stop. They stop and then it's they look. It's really bad. And they won't stop yeah. looking. No, <laughs> it's not like we're living in New York or LA. Like I feel like it's more mm-hmm. normalized. Like everyone cares. So, which obviously it's a mental thing. Like you have to not care about what yeah. people are looking at you. But uh, yeah, but now, I re- especially in the winter, like if you were taking tripod pictures in the winter, I clapped you because it is so difficult. Yeah. And yeah. But I do a mix or I try to do a mix, but recently I haven't been. <laughs> yeah. So you spoke about how you and your friends um, pick locations before you go out and shoot. How do you kind of like find them? Is it like through Instagram? Um, so usually we just know a general location we want to shoot at. So let's say the old port, the plateau, downtown mm-hmm. somewhere. And then we, we just stay around that area and we kind of just walk around. But recently it's been so cold. So we try to have a location in mind or just a image in mind that we want to shoot at. Mm -hmm. So what I do, I go on Pinterest and I just screenshot inspirational pictures that I think I want to recreate. Um, And it doesn't have to be the exact same background, but let's say it's like a brown door. I'll try to find a similar door or steps. It's more about the poses and the angles and the actual location itself. So it really depends. But yeah, I don't like scroll through Instagram or Montreal to see what location I want to shoot at because I feel like it's always going to be different anyways depending on the outfit you're wearing the lighting so I try not to stress about that and then I just see what works in the moment but I also do plan my outfits according to like my poses like I'm I'm very organized I'm crazy so it's a mix of both (laughs) it makes it easier on you though to like go there and like you're already prepared like sometimes um I'd go there and I have no idea of anything in mind. So it's like more of a stress and then like nothing comes out how I want it to. And it's just like a whole thing. So it's better what you do. Yeah. You can't just like aimlessly walk around. I feel like you have to have an idea in mind. Mm -hmm. For sure. So how do you go about getting brand deals and like negotiating pay? Because I feel like that's something that I struggle with still. Um, So how do you kind of do it? I mean, I struggle with this too. I feel like no content creator ever talks about this. So we equally don't know what we're doing yeah um but we're getting there so that's what's hard about this industry it's not you know in any textbook you can read about no one preps you for it so I think you know you're just constantly realizing what rates you should be charging Mm -hmm. um so personally for me I have obviously like you increase your your rates according to how many followers you have your engagement rate there's so many sites now that you can calculate that as well yeah so I feel like Um, with brand deals either they reach out to me or I reach out to them it's a mix of both it really depends on the month and if I'm getting any emails or not (laughs) Um, so but I think as a content creator you should be building brand relationships anyways even if you aren't getting a deal out of it because it's just good to get your name out there and network so I think that's the most important thing Um, but with rates I feel like you really just have to be um, assertive 
because in the beginning I was doing so many gifted collabs. I was having no time for myself, not even posting content I wanted to um, because I was just doing gifted collabs and you're not getting any pay out of that. The brand, I have, I have issues with, you know, gifted collaborations because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it is a transaction. You are putting a lot of work into it and I feel like creators are just underpaid and not recognized at all. Like, I feel like that's a really important struggle in this industry. And with a lot of bigger content creators, it's easier for them to get paid, right? Because they have recognition. Um, But with smaller content creators, um, I was definitely used and I was definitely, you know, in a lot of brand contracts that um, wasn't benefiting me at all. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to talk to other content creators too, see what they're getting paid because we're all in this together. And the more we talk about it, the more, you know, it's going to improve. So it's definitely a struggle. Um, But yeah, it's a mix of me reaching out and them reaching out. And then um, I have a pitch just with all of my rates. And -hmm. then it's a lot of negotiating. Like it's always back and forth. Very rare will they say, okay, yes to my offer. So yeah, it's basically a negotiating deal. But that's good because my friend, um, I don't know if you know Alicia Wade. I don't. Or maybe I've heard of her. Maybe I, I know her through Instagram. I don't think so. Yeah, she lives in Montreal. Um, and she owns okay. her own like media agency. And she told me that if oh, you that's ever so cool. Yeah, she was like, if you ever like send a rate to a brand and they say yes right away, that means you're undercharging. So the yes, fact that they're not saying 100%. yes to you right away is a good sign. That's yeah. such a great point because obviously they're gonna say yes right away if you're undercharging yourself because they have a budget. Mm-hmm. And that's happened to me before. And then you're kind of realizing like, oh, I should have charged more. But that's yeah. why it's so important to know your worth. So then you're never mm-hmm. going to undercharge because you're always going to say, you know, over the amount you should be getting. So yeah, there's always sure. room in their budget is what I've learned. And if mm-hmm. brands don't want to pay you, it's just because they don't. It's not because they can't. That's what I've learned. Exactly. <laughs> for the majority brands, smaller brands are obviously different, but for big companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like there's been battle. like some big companies that like reach out to me and like they're big and I know they have money. So when they tell me they don't, I'm like, I know you do though. Like, It's the worst feeling. Everyone deals mm-hmm. with it, but, but you just get over it and then you're like, okay, I'll find another brand that actually genuinely wants to work with me mm-hmm. and appreciates me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So do you ever feel like living in Canada can be like a disadvantage in the content creation world? Unfortunately, I do think so. I do think there are more um, collaboration opportunities and just brand events in the States specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Canada is getting up there though. Like I feel like in recent years, there has been an influx of Canadian creators, which is really good. And it's kind of paving the way for all of us. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I mean, especially a lot of YouTubers, they always eventually move from Canada to the States or to mm-hmm. LA. So I think overall there are more opportunities, um, but there still are great opportunities in Montreal specifically I feel like the main city is Montreal Toronto um they are you know becoming more interested in content creators which is really good um and I've seen that recently too like there's been so many PR events that I went to Montreal too and I was like wow I didn't know this existed so I think it's getting better um but I also do know a lot of friends who I feel like their growth is easier when they live in the states because there's a bigger audience to appeal to um I don't know if that makes sense but yeah I feel like there there definitely is no especially when you live in New York or LA like those are like the spots that like everyone wants to see like content from there or it's just like yeah the norm I guess so true. like when people like 
I'm sure there's some people that are like, oh, Montreal content, like, cool. But <laughs> compared to, like, New York, like, it's very yeah. different. So, like, maybe if I lived in New York, I'd be easier for me to grow. But, like, I don't know. I feel the it's, same way. It's so true. It's so true. And even, you know, you see those TikTok videos of people romanticizing New York. And all the comments are like, okay, well, this video is only blowing up because it's New York, right? Um, and I'm not saying that's only, like, their success. Like, all these yeah. creators from those cities, it's only because of that. But it definitely plays into it because they're the hot cities and people just want to see content yeah. from that. Which I totally get. Like, I want to see content from New York City. So, um yeah, I think it really depends. But that's why I also try to shoot in the city. So it's not like my backyard in mm-hmm. the suburbs of Montreal. So I think you just have to work with what you have. But yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely problematic. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So do you have any advice for anyone who kind of feels stuck or like they hit a plateau in their growth? Yeah, for sure. And that was me for so long, too. I feel like everyone starts at nothing. Like we're all in this together. Um, obviously, some people's growth are different. So I think it's really important not to compare yourself to other creators, which I know is hard because I do that all all the time, Mm -hmm. but everyone has a different life path and a different growth strategy or not even a strategy. They just have, you know, a different timeline. So I think it's really, really important to just stay within yourself, stay within your own path and take it day by day because I constantly overthink and stress myself out by thinking of the future and, you know, a year from now, where am I going to be? But I think just you need to take small steps every day and just know it's yeah. going to work out. And also, if you're really passionate about something, you know you deserve to have that voice and to and to have a platform. So I feel like you just need to realize that I deserve this and I want this and it's going to come to me. Like everyone has a dream for a reason, you know, like it's it's definitely mm-hmm. going to happen. You just have to keep working at it. And I know it is really frustrating because you see people growing around you and you're like, what am I doing wrong? But no one's doing anything wrong. Like there's, there's not a right answer. You just have to stick to yourself. Um, And that's the number one thing too. I feel like it's easy when you see people growing around you to start adopting some strategies they're using and start to kind of like become them, but that's just the worst possible solution because then you're not sticking to yourself. Your audience doesn't know who you are. Um, So I think you just really have to invest in yourself and your time. Mm -hmm. But I totally get how frustrating it is. Some days I wanted to quit. Like, it's really not easy. Um, But I think the passion gets you through it. So just like take it day by day. Yeah, for sure. But it's hard out here. I know. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) Um, So do you have any suggestions on how to make friends in the content creation world? Oh, yeah. Um, Honestly, just follow someone you really like or follow a bunch of content creators, especially in your area, because then you can meet up with them, which is great Mm -hmm. um especially like in Montreal I've met so many content creators friends like the majority of my friends now work in social media which is amazing um and you could you just like dm them I don't know I guess you could just like their posts comment I feel like it's really easy for content creators to make friends because you're working in the same industry yeah and you just get it you like you just have something to bond over which is such a great talking point um and conversation starter So I've had so many people who just like message me like, hey, like, I really love your content. Like we should, you know, shoot content sometime or I don't know, just be friends and talk. And it's not weird at all. I feel like you really need Mm -hmm. friends in this industry because it's so competitive. It's so stressful. You just need someone who gets it. Like, I don't know, when I first started, I had no friends in the industry. My family obviously had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. (laughs) So you really need to talk to someone who doesn't make you feel like you're crazy, you know, and who Mm -hmm. understands your struggles. But I think it's really easy, especially with social media, like 
just talk to someone. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moving on, when did you start getting into manifestation and how would you kind of describe what manifestation is? So I first started manifesting, I think in high school, and my mom first introduced it to me actually because she was really spiritual and she was, you know, constantly reading all of these books. Um, and I was really interested in it. Um, and I feel like manifestation was not a thing back then. Like no one really knew mm-hmm. what the law of attraction was. So I was kind of like experimenting by myself. Um, but in recent years, it's grown so much. And I feel like in the past three years, I made it like a daily routine. Um, and what manifestation really is, I think people assume it's really complicated and it's like something you have to work at, but it's just a mentality. Um, it's mm-hmm. basically your thoughts becoming reality. So it's not just blind positivity. I think a lot of people think it's just saying, oh, my life is great when you don't feel great. It has nothing to do with that. It's just the awareness that I know what I want and I'm going to achieve that. Basically, yeah. just confidence, like confidence in your mindset um, and just having a positive outlook, even when things are not going your way. I think that's the number one thing. Even when you're not seeing success, you know you will get it. So it's kind of just a journey you're going on to have that strong mindset. That's how I call it. It's basically just how you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you like, okay. So for manifesting, do you, are you the type mm-hmm. that like just speaks it out loud or do you write it down too? Um, I think a mix of both. I have slowly just, uh, started to develop a strong mindset. So mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm not feeling too confident, I do write it down to kind of help me believe it. Yeah. Um, but I really like journaling and scripting. What scripting is, it's basically writing your life as if it's already happened. Um, so let's say if I want something, I'm like writing it in the present tense and believing it in the present tense is like the number one thing to manifesting. You can't say I want to, or I will, like it has to be in the present. Like you already have it kind of thing. Cause you're, mm-hmm. you're matching that energy. I know a lot of people listening might think this is a bit, you know, complex, <laughs> but it's really just about energy and how you talk about yourself. So yeah, I really like writing things down, but also sometimes I just think something and I'm like, okay. I think I could deal with this and it's just like positive energy. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things you've manifested so far that have like come to life that you can share? Okay. Um, I feel like the recent thing I've manifested, I really wanted to hit 10 K on Instagram in Mm -hmm. 2021. Like I was so determined to reach that. So I wrote it down in my journal, I think in the beginning of the year, but I tried to not look at it. The number one thing for manifesting is you have to believe you already have it. So you have to let it go. Like you can't constantly be like, why am I not having this? Like, why don't yeah. I have it? So it's, yeah, you can't be too stressed about it and overthink. Um, So I wrote that down and obviously I knew I wanted to achieve it. I was aware of it, but I kind of took it day by day. And I think in like October, I was at like 5K or something. And I still believed I was going to get it by the end of the year, like blind faith. I had no <laughs> idea what was going to happen, but I was like, I don't even care. Um, and obviously it's just a number. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but it's obviously a milestone. So, um, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was like a surge. And then in like two months, it just like it, my, my, a couple posts, like were on the explore page and then I reached 10 K, which was crazy. So I feel like the number one thing is to let it go and to know it's going to happen in a way you might not expect. And mm-hmm. even when you feel like you're not going to get it, just like wait it out because you probably will, you know? Yeah. Um, so I manifested that I manifest a lot of things with social media or just um, career in general, like school. If I wanted to get into a school, Concordia, McGill, um, I would write that down. I got in. So little things like that. I manifest random things all the time. 
Me too. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that, it's great. But it's also hard work. It's not like I'm just, you know, thinking and doing nothing. I yeah. think that's You have to really put in the work too. for it too. You really have to put in the work, you know? So it's Because if you like didn't, then like, doing nothing. yeah, if you yeah, didn't, if everyone would down, just like manifest no. everything and like get it to them. No. Like, yeah. I wish that was easy. I mean, yeah, I me too. too. <laughs> but um, especially in terms of career, you do need to put a lot of work mm. in. It's not like I'm doing nothing all day. So um, yeah, it's a mix of both for manifesting. <laughs> for sure. So if you can manifest some dream brands that you would want to work with right now, who would they be? Oh, I feel like any designer brand would be insane. So obviously like Prada, like that'd be crazy if I got a brand mm-hmm. deal eventually. Um, I really love Jerf Avenue. I have an obsession with Matilda Jerf. Like she's my queen. <laughs> I love her. I look up to her so much as a content creator. Um, so I would love to work with that brand. It's a sustainable clothing line. So that would be so fun. I have so many of their pieces now. That would be a dream. I don't know. I guess Aritzia or like with Jean, mm-hmm. anything that I wear every day would be so fun. Um, so yeah, I guess one of those big name brands would be super fun. For sure. Um, so the last one of our podcast, I asked people to ask you questions on Instagram. So I picked three of my favorite ones. Um, so the first one is how do you think your studies are affecting your content on social media? Um, I feel like, I think this is a, a an unpopular opinion, but I don't, <laughs> don't think they are related in any way. Like, I think a lot of people assume in marketing, you're going to learn so much about social media and just, you know, the daily world. But I feel like the majority of my experience has come from just me working in the industry. And I think a lot of people do say that too. Like it's one thing to go to school, but then it's another to, you know, have your career and you learn so many different things when you're actually putting it into practice. So not that I didn't learn anything, but it's really not related in the sense that I thought it would be. So the majority of what I learned, it was through myself and through people around me in that industry. Um, But I guess school has definitely helped just in terms of finding out what I want to do. And when I do learn, you know, some concepts in my marketing classes, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that. I do want to do this. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes you understand what you would be good at. But I think in order to really learn something and learn a job, you need to really work at it and be involved and immersed in the industry. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Um, So the next question is, what are some things to do in the winter in Montreal? Um, So recently... I've been trying to do more outdoor activities and sports. So I love skating. It's really fun. So I've been doing that. Um, In terms of what to do in Montreal, I don't know. I feel like in the winter, a lot of people go to museums. I went to a museum recently, which is Mm -hmm. fun. Um, Going to a coffee shop. Now restaurants are open, which is great. So going to restaurants with friends. But I think Montreal has a really good, you know, social life and community. So there's always, you know, fun events going on around town. Mm-hmm. girl blog like they always have something going on so I think there's definitely a lot of stuff to do it's just with COVID that um a lot has been hard, happening yeah. but um a lot of people go skiing like a lot of winter activities yeah for sure um and the last question is if you could pick up and move anywhere right now where would it be I feel like everyone says New York City but that would probably be my answer me too um, it's okay <laughs> I did that right like I feel like everyone just wants to um but I'm not blindly saying that like I've visited New York so many times and it it really is about the energy I don't know Mm -hmm. it's just something about it I would love to um obviously it's very expensive but uh, that would be a dream (laughs) um but also I always think about living in the countryside somewhere like really calming or near the ocean like um I feel like that would be a really great place to disconnect so city life is Mm -hmm. amazing but also you ideally want both so I feel like I could also move to I don't know 
Italy in the countryside and just be totally fine with that. So I'm like on either side. <laughs> yeah, mix. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like ever, whenever people ask me that, I say New York too. And I never yeah. like have like an exact reason, but it's just like the vibes there are like something else. And whenever yeah. I'm there, I always feel like my most creative, if that makes sense. For so sure. I don't know. I, it's just the energy. Yeah. It's the energy. I think everyone's constantly working. It's always going. So I think you, you feel forced almost to be productive, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of people would love to move there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all I had for you today. So thank you again for coming on. Perfect. This was so much fun my first podcast. So I'm yes. so excited. <laughs> More to come. Um, yes. Before you go, do you want to shout out any of your socials where people could find you? Yes. Yeah, so almost every one of my social media, Instagram, TikTok um, is V Petrelli. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm not on YouTube yet. So I have a, a, a few videos if you want to check that out, but mainly Instagram and TikTok. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again. Thank you. This is so fun. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really do hope you guys enjoyed it like always. And I hope you got to learn either about a new creator or if you already knew who Vanessa was, I hope you got to learn a little bit more about her. Do not forget to go follow her on Instagram and TikTok. Go support her. Go show her some love. I would really appreciate that. If you want to check me out, don't be shy. I would love that too. You can check me out on either at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan and you can check out my youtube channel it's amanda Wan. we are trying to hit 10k this year and we are very close yet so far um you know like when like you're so close you can feel it but like you're also so far that you can't feel it that's how i'm feeling right now i have about 8,600 subscribers so only 1,400 left to go till we hit that big 10k mark which is literally wild to me it's been something that i've been thinking about ever since i started youtube so go support me go check me out but yeah um other than that don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it on go leave a review on spotify or apple Podcasts. now that spotify has reviews leave one show me some love um but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it and i'll talk to you next time bye guys